Hi, and welcome to EverQuest Revisited, the show that talks everything EverQuest past and present. I'm going to be your host, Darren. Okay, before we start the podcast today, I just want to mention that we do now have a Twitter account, which is at EQ Revisited. So please join me on there with some comments, suggestions. That'd be great to have some communication with the listeners. The podcast has now had over 500 listeners, which is great news. Didn't think that would happen within the first 30 days of me doing the podcast. So I'm glad a lot of people are listening to the podcast and I hope you all continue and enjoy listening to future podcasts. Thank you very much. Today we have a very special guest joining us, Simon, aka Gildor. You may remember that I mentioned him in episode one of my podcast. He's a lifelong friend and we started our EQ journey together. We'll be discussing his early experiences within the realms of EverQuest. So let's get started and welcome Simon, aka Gildor, to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself, Simon, to the listeners? Hi, I'm Simon. I used to play a character called Gildor and we played on the Viriona Vi server. And that was back in, I think it was 2002, wasn't it, Simon? I actually think it was 2003 because... Prior to this, I had a little look how old my email address is for Gildor, which I still have. It was actually created on the 5th of the 7th of 2003. Well, I must have been playing a little before that then because checked on my original character, Darglassian, on the Vienna Vi and when he was originally created. And he goes back to 2002. So that's definitely when I started. The email address probably came after we created and started playing, but... You know, my memory of that time was I seem to recall we got the first version of EverQuest off of uh, the cover of a magazine. I think it might have been PC Gamer or something like that. See, I was trying to remember that. All I can remember back was the trilogy box set we bought. And that's where I bought the, I can't remember. I thought it was a disc and I found it and come running to you with it and showing you this great game. I <laughs> yeah, can't remember. I bought the magazine and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So obviously I created Darglassian, which was my warrior on the Vienna Vi. You created Gildor and what was Gildor? What hey, was what else? Ranger. Ranger, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so. I was one of them, the ones that got laughed at, and you know, I've been severely scarred for the whole of my life thanks to Sony. You know, being the butt of every joke in EverQuest. How, how many Rangers does it take to change a light bulb? You know, that, that kind of joke. When we first started, obviously, can you can you recall back pretty much first logged in or the earliest memory of actually playing EverQuest? My first memory that I can recall really comes back to that disc that we got on, I think it likes that. I say PC Gamer, Gamer, but it could have been some other magazine. But whatever, that first disc, the first load up, it was a kind of a special, I think, that they actually did for the magazine. And I felt it was kind of isolated from the real game in, in some respect. But it was confusing as hell. I mean, I'd never played a game like it, but let's face it, there was never really a game like it before EverQuest. And what I do remember, was how grey the screen was because the vast majority of the screen was filled with buttons and options and all sorts of things. And the actual game was, it felt like about a quarter of the screen, just a tiny window in which you kind of saw into the world. 
Yeah, that's and right, because we had the old UI, which was all the old <laughs> buttons, and that's right, yeah. So, and you had this tiny little area in the centre of the screen, I think, where it might have been pushed to the left slightly. And Just you... to the left of the top somewhere, yeah. A few things around it, I don't really recall. But what so... I do recall is trying to sort of get what I'm doing, and how the hell do I just run around? Oh, okay, cursor keys, that seems to be the way. But how do you turn around? Oh, mouse and cursors at the same time. Oh, right. Okay, I've done that before. So you kind of get a little sense and want to have a little run around, but it doesn't take very long when you're level one to run into something like uh, an orc or whatever the equivalent is, a goblin. And uh, and you get absolutely slaughtered, of course, because you don't even know how to attack. They're attacking you like, how do I fight back? How do I fight back? And those first few hours were really quite frustrating. And I was beginning to think, you know what, this, this isn't me. You know, you said, oh, come on, Sai, keep going, keep going, you, you'll get it. And it was partly, I think, the difficulty was because you weren't there to sort of show me or tell me what you'd learned so far, and I could have understood a lot quicker. But um, what I do recall was I did start to, you know, when I could attack and when I could figure out how to pick things up and then have to sell it at the shop to get some gold. <laughs> I think you'd probably uh, be more copper than gold back then, buddy. Oh yeah, it would have been copper. That's right. It would have been big coppers I was getting for whatever the uh the orcs or whatever were dropping. What I was gonna say, the kind of where I was going with this was I thought quite hard about which class which I, I wanted to be. And the reason that I chose a ranger in the end was I actually wanted something which would have a, a pet i quite like the idea of having a pet so i was really kind of torn between a druid or or a ranger but what clinched it for me was when looking around where you could go what you could do what you could kill and it seemed like there was uh, a, a dragon in some icy place and if you killed it there was a particular sword that dropped that was specifically for rangers and when you wielded this sword, you got a shadow wolf or something along those lines. Would that be and Vox? Thought, Lady Vox? I have no idea. I <laughs> that do not would, remember the name. That the might dragon, be the dragon. Know, was it a raid? It would have been a raid yeah, that was required to kill the dragon. Be but Lady what Vox. I did recall is that we joined uh, and I'd already invested some time and effort into this character, into the belief that uh, I was going to get that sword at some point in my future. Then they nerfed the dragon. They got rid of that weapon altogether. So I never saw anyone on Firionovai as a ranger with a wolf next to them. So that weapon, I don't think even existed on, on Firionovai by the time I found out. Kind of duped into being a ranger. So I thought, well, if they got rid of it, then rangers must be really good at higher levels. That was my anticipation, should we say. But really, that's the first story. I can say, in terms of that anticipation of what was to come. In the really early days, those first few levels, as you start fighting, there was a couple of things that were so different back in that original game to the game that we played for years thereafter. What yeah. I remember, first of all, was I needed to get to a certain level in terms of fighting and stuff, because when, when a ranger starts, they have no spells or anything. I think it was about level three or level four or something like that, where you actually had enough skill at that point then to get your first spells. For me, just fighting to begin with was okay. The first level or two, you, you can beat a, a spider or something like that. A snake. 
<laughs> skeleton. <laughs> skeleton? No way. No way. <laughs> Not in favour of me. They, they uh, were tougher over yeah, there. Kidos, we were we were okay, Kidos. I can remember we running outside of Kidos gates. There were snakes and rats and then the skeletons. Oh, and, rats. Uh, That's right. Yeah. So I still run back through now and again with my bard just, just, with, a, just with a little, a yeah, with one. Right yeah, now, well, I just press one button and they're dead. So it's <laughs> it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's quite a thrill when you do that. Wait, well, look how powerful I am now. But yeah, carry well, on. Sorry, that's all right. But yeah, what what I remember was that the first level or two, just fighting anything I could find, in a sense, avoiding the orcs because I think they are about level three or something. And so, if I tried to attack an orc and saw my health shooting back down to nothing. You'd run away, and I'd run back to one of the ramps that led up into the city. Kelathin, I think it was, was my home city. You get to, at the bottom of any ramp leading up into this treetop city, uh, there were always two guards, as I recall, at least one guard, and maybe two guards. To see these guards, which just appeared readily, they were just uber high level, and just seemed to just go whack and take anything out in one hit. I was scared of these guards. Man, am I ever going to be as strong as a guard? Will I ever be able to kill a guard if I wanted to? Why would I want to? He's, he's my friend. He's protecting me. I, you know, run away. Then you've got a train of orcs behind you sort of thing. And they need whack, whack, whack. And they're all dead. Oh, thanks for that. I'm going to stay here and wait till my health goes back up again before I go back out there and, and try to avoid the orcs. What actually happened over a period of time, though, is you got darkness. And I don't know what this was like in other areas of the map, but certainly where I was, when darkness came, it was dark. It literally went from day to night properly, you would expect in real life, what the original game did. And one of the reasons that I chose to be a wood elf is because it said, well, a wood elf can actually see heat or something along those lines. So I thought, excellent. So when it gets dark, I should still be able to see. You have better vision, you know, didn't you? Yeah, basically, I'm supposed to have better vision. So I thought, if it gets dark, I can still see heat. Even though you could see heat, they were still so... It's a very dark red against the black background behind trees and things. Yeah, (laughs) it didn't help much. It really didn't help much. Darkness was definitely something to be scared of, especially when you didn't know where you were going. You basically had a compass direction, and that was about it. (laughs) And that's what you... The direction... Didn't you have to level up the compass as well? Uh, oh, God, yeah. The, the compass your sense of direction. Your sense of direction or something? Yeah, your sense of direction. Uh, I, I remember the compass, you know, aimlessly moving around a bit. I would off, I guess, maybe my compass was a little more accurate than yours to begin with. It's going back so far now. I'm just going to go back to the, this weapon. I've not heard of this weapon, so I will look that up. If anybody out there knows of this weapon, then feel free to put it on well, my, like twi- say, put it on my it's Twitter. It's a long, long time ago, but sword yeah. itself wasn't that great but it did give you this pet so was it a clicky? Was that the, i get i assume so but because mm. they were had a wolf were, as a pet and i thought there was that's another item i love that idea there was another item out there many many means ago and it's probably a similar thing because you said it got nerfed this this sword or or got taken from the game and it was this and i can't remember what it was it might have been an orb or something and it was this or staff of some form what you could do is you click it and it would give you more mana but you could endlessly click it. And also it was tradable. So what people could do was they had this item and, and what they used to do is they would share this item, click it, 
regen their mana very quickly. Because back in the day, you've got to remember, the mana regen was so, so slow compared yep. to, especially yep. now, obviously you don't play it anymore. I think clerics now can sit there and heal whole group for about two hours, continuous battling, and their mana regen would just will not hardly go down. It's not like it used to be years ago. This was a massive item and you could share it between your group. So what you would do is you'll get your mana, you could pass it to somebody else, they'll click it, get their mana, and then pass it back. And I think EverQuest realised the mistake they made and took this out of the game, but they didn't take it off the people who already owned it. And the way they nerfed it in the end was actually, it was only usable in the old zones. I think the original EverQuest zones. So not even the classics and not even Kunark or Velius, if I recall. So Kunark, it would be. That is the original EverQuest. No, Kunark's not. That's the expansion. That's the second expansion. Yeah. Because we came in at the third expansion. Yeah. Yeah. So we came on on Scars of Velius. Yeah. So this, this item is got nerfed and I'm thinking... Would, did they do something similar to this sword of yours, which, you know, maybe they'd done that as well, took out, nerfed it, maybe the pet was overpowered. I mean, I know that. No, um, no, the pet, the sword itself just disappeared, and I don't know what happened for anybody that actually had one, but all I know is I, I believe that they did that before they even created Virionavai, but I didn't know that when we came to Virionavai. Right. And, uh, so, so I know nobody on that server ever had one so that was a, a real shame because i thought well maybe i could trade for one you know oh. i went through all the stages before i realized i was never going to get that sword for me i mean back in the day it was me you and carl Bowley, carl yeah and obviously i was the warrior carl was the paladin yeah uh, you to be a warrior too but you, <laughs> yeah you've got to be a paladin yeah, I'm not and, sure how that was ever supposed to work. You guys didn't think that out too no, much. We, we were so new. We were so green to the game. I mean, we didn't know that we needed a cleric or we needed. The, you know, we, we we never played this type of game before, did we? So so the the dynamics of grouping wasn't even a thing for us. We had to learn that as we went. What was good for me was how I remember the dynamics of the group. There was me, the very open person, reaching out to people, talking and trying to find groups and stuff like that. And I was the kind of the voice of the group. I was quite vocal. Carl was not such probably a hardcore player as us. And I think he came a little bit later as well during our playing time. And you were the brains behind everything because you can remember, I wouldn't go anywhere because I was useless. <laughs> you were absolutely lost. Uh, yeah. Been in the game for years, you're still like, Oh, wait, not, how do I get to this zone? Yeah. What's that zone? You're like, well, I don't know. Every no time maps. Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> no maps, nothing. And it wasn't like now where you've got maps. Lost. I was always lost. I wouldn't go anywhere without you being logged on. That's and... right. And you would also just follow me. Auto follow signs. Yes. Gildor really was Pathfinder. Well, and that, that was it. And so... So for me, it was like, that was it. I was like, oh, we'll go here. And I'm like, I don't know how to get there. And I can remember, and I think I spoke about this in the episode one podcast, which was about the time when we met up the first time where, I, you know, I was up in Kunos, you were up in, in on the other yep. side, and we had to be uh, up high, in... High pass, hold, high pass, keep. That's right. And that was like a massive, oh my word, look, there's Gildor. Oh, I finally, well, yeah, and well, it was. I, I can tell you my side of that story, but... Well, that'd be good, you know, yeah. If we want to keep this chronological, maybe we should just go back and finish off. I've got another couple of memories to share, really, of the uh, very early game, which would lead nicely into that. So if I just give you a couple of minutes on that. When I got the ability to cast spells, I just thought, right, that's it. I'm catching up with the druids all of a sudden. You know, now I can go and buy my spells, which were incredibly expensive for me at that level without anyone 
given me any help or anything. I didn't speak to anybody. I didn't group with anybody. None of that went on. But all I know is the difference in leveling between level one, level two, and then level three sort of thing, it just, it was taking a lot longer. It was getting easier to kill things, faster to kill things, but the leveling up was noticeably slower. But, uh, you know, I got to the point where I could kill these orcs or whatever without having to run away necessarily, unless there were a few of them. And uh, then you'd run back to the guard still. But I encountered this need to meditate in order to get my mana back. I love the fact that I could cast spells, even if I did fluff them up half the time. The idea of meditation was more like real life meditation where people close their eyes most people who meditate in real life they actually close their eyes to do so they find that out so was that with the when you actually had the book in your face (laughs) yeah well that was basically it you're looking at the book deciding on your spells that you're going to memorize and things like that but at the same time it was a case of you know your mana would regenerate very very slowly but if you choose to meditate it regenerates like i don't know five times faster ten times faster it would still take a long time. But when you decided to meditate at that level, screen went black like it was nighttime again without even my infra sight. So I couldn't see anything at all. I had actually been woken up by something attacking me. And so I realized pretty quickly I couldn't just meditate in the middle of the forest and things would leave me alone. Nope. I had to go back to the city in order to be in a safe spot in order to meditate to get my mana back and then run back out again. So that was the kind of tactic which I, uh, I I learned. But something else was going on. I believe as you begun to level up, your innate skills were getting better the night time. Your vision was actually improving. It was either that or updates of the game were making these changes. But I seem to recall that nighttime wasn't so dark anymore. Or, or just do what I did, cheat and turn your gamma up. no maybe it just worked differently for my character but i remember that you were saying we've got to meet up we've got to meet up we've got to meet up and i was about level three or four at this point we got to meet up and i left the zone even the creatures were so much higher level and whatnot i was like i'm not running across there i'm just gonna die and the idea of losing that experience and your corpse being in the middle of nowhere didn't know anything about uh, necromancers or others that can drag your corpse. I didn't know much about any of that at that time. One thing that EverQuest really did was uh, it, it made you develop a sense of life and death for your character. And I really did feel like if I ever died, it really was death. And, you know, that idea of, oh, my God, where's my corpse? Because all my belongings that I've ever collected practically are in that on that corpse. And your XP. My backpack. As well as the XP, but unless you get resurrected, you're not going to no. uh, you know, get that XP back. And at that early of the game, you just went and got your body and picked up your stuff and carried on where you left off. But I remember I decided I'm not going to go to meet you because I've got to get a higher level. And just of the zone where I'm talking about, you've got a little orc city. I think it's called Crushbone, something like Crushbone. that. Crushbone. Is that where you had to collect the belts? I don't recall. And hand them in to get your XP. I swear that was Crushbone. We had to do, in Kudos, we had the gnolls where we had to collect the teeth. And oh, I think actually, crush, you might be right. There yeah. might be something that I collected and handed yeah. in. Yeah, and Crushbones, you had to, so we had, the, we, we had to see a guard and get the quest. 
And every time you handed them in, you've got a bit, I think you've got a bit of copper and you've got some XP for handing in them the noughties. And I think you guys had Crushbone, where you had to collect the orc belts, hand them back in to the guard wherever he wherever you picked up the quest and that used to be your kind of xp is like a little mini quest and you kept doing that and take them back to him and hand the belts in to get xp and a bit of bit of copper if i recall yeah, i didn't actually do that very much even though the opportunity was there i just did it through fighting i i remember that i just kept fighting everything until it went green and that meant for me to get to level 10 fighting these things at about level three or whatever they were and they were at that really light blue. I seem to remember being the color of cyan, really light blue. You're just going to get a tiny bit of experience. And I remember getting to the point where literally there was no experience left from killing things. And I was just killing everything just for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I think when I finally hit level 10, I then decided, yeah, I've got new spells coming now. I think it was 10 or 11. I would probably and say, I yeah, between 10 and 12, you would have probably headed to high pass hold. And that's it. it. I was about 11, I think. And I, I seem to recall getting all of my spells first. And it felt like, it really did feel like I was leaving home. And I knew I was going on this big journey. But for me, I had to go a zone or so across, get on a jetty, and I had to get on a boat in order to travel to the, the main continent, which is where we're talking about here. So uh, I had to go to Freeport, I think it was. But to get there, there's a really scary journey. It wasn't so much scary getting to this boat. And this boat was on about a 20 minutes round trip or something. And if you missed that boat, you would literally have to sit there and twiddle your thumbs, do some meditation, kick around, chat to people if there was anyone around, because I wasn't even in a guild or anything at that point, you know, waiting for this boat to arrive. And this boat did not stay long. It only stayed for maybe 30 seconds or something before it was off again. So if you miss a boat, Good luck to you. Another half hour wait. The quest was all about the size of the world at that time. It was all about how big it was. It was a massive quest, massive world. A big world, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt huge. But at this time, I may have actually had the spell. No, I didn't even have the spell for the Spirit of Wall. But when I came to meet you at High Hold Pass, I didn't even have that. I had someone cast it on me for the journey. And by the time I actually get to Freeport, it had already run out. So <laughs> I think it would take so long hanging around, getting on that that uh, that boat. But one of the things about that boat journey, because the boat journey itself was about five minutes and it would cross into a different zone. And it was always flaky. It's like there was a bug in the program about that. I've actually been on that boat where the boat had left the zone and I'd been left swimming in the water and had to go all the way back and wait for the next boat to come. I think that, yeah, what's happened with the boots was that you could fall through the bottom or something. And then what they'd done then is to fix that as you went on the boat, they automatically gave your character like a levitate just so you didn't fall through the boat. I think is what I read or heard somewhere just to to get rid of that. That's quite possible. But what I do remember is the zone, which is just an ocean zone, two boats meet in the middle of the ocean. And they stopped 30 seconds or something. And you had to jump from one boat to the other. And the, the second boat that you jumped onto is the one which took you off the freeport. Because the boat you would have stayed on would have t- taken you back <laughs> where the, you also had the, uh, the jetty where you, where, you, where you got on the boat. So I remember that. And just 
getting to Freeport, when I first arrived at Freeport, I already felt like I'd traveled halfway across Europe, if not the whole of Europe. <laughs> it felt like a massive journey just to get there. And yet I was only halfway in a sense, because from Freeport, you went through a zone where there were orcs and that wasn't too bad. And there's another zone. And for me, there was a zone that I had to pass just before High Hold Pass. There was a zone I had to go through that actually had a lot of, there was a camp in the middle of something of, of really high level, like for me anyway, about level 30, 40 creatures or something. It's, it's, everything was incredibly red to me. And I remember I tried running across this zone and of course I got ill instantly. So where am I? Back in Fadeware, back in Kelethin. And where's my body? <laughs> yeah, now I've got to do the same journey naked all the way back to Freeport and, uh, and go beyond. It just so happens when I got there for the second time, there was a, a paladin there. And no, it wasn't Carl Boney. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool if it was. But, he was still um, probably in Blackborough with me. <laughs> yeah, he would have been in Blackborough with you. There was some guy there. I was so thankful to him. I told him I'd lost my body. He said, give me permission to go and get your body. I'm like, what? <laughs> no one's ever collected my body before. He said, I wouldn't be able to leave the zone with it. All I can do is bring it back to you. And he assured me that's exactly what he'd do. And he would help me. And he did. He went and got my corpse, brought it back. And I got my stuff and I was so relieved. And he actually escorted me around the outside edge of this zone. Because if you run around the outside edge of the zone and just keep going, he said, you should make it. He escorted me to the other side of the zone. I got out to high pass hold. And so at that point, that is where we met up just outside high hold keep, I think it was. And to me, this rocky terrain looking at one side and the other, and you're just this path in the middle sort of thing. You had gnolls on one was it gnolls on one side and orcs on the other? I of certainly it, remember. As you had to run, you had to, I remember the orcs, and you had to run through, and we had to sort of meet up, and I can remember we spent quite a lot of time there. So what I'm going to do is wrap it up there for today, guys. We're going to continue with Simon, another part two on this one on the next podcast. So what we'll do is, if you say goodbye, Simon, and we'll catch up again next time on the next podcast. Not a problem. Thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, I'd really love to talk some more on this one. It's, uh, it's great to rem reminisce. Thank you, Simon, for your time today. It's been really good reminiscing, and I hope that the listeners enjoyed that. Next podcast will be part two with Simon and go through a bit more of our EverQuest journey, a bit more into detail of some of our levelling up and some of our adventures. Hopefully, Simon will be a regular guest. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Until next time, safe journey.